Welcome to Faith Bible College International's podcast, where we share spirit-filled preaching, teaching, and encouragement. For everyone living to make a world of difference in their life and the lives around them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Really, really, and I mean it this time. I say it, but I hardly ever mean it. Tonight I mean it. I'm not going to preach long. It might seem that way. No. Got an encouraging word for you. You've been you've been getting some uh, direct messages here lately with me at least. Tonight I, I believe that God is honoring our consecration to him. If you're visiting, we've been really leaning in on a holy life and the power of God to engage our our holiness and our freedom from sin. And uh, how many know the way of the transgressor is hard? No? Let me tell you from experience, it's hard. Somebody say, well, it's hard to serve the Lord. You ought to try serving the devil. That's hard. This is a test, but it's not hard as sin. So how many glad you got a life that you can live free from sin? In Jesus' name, amen. You're not, you're not perfect people. We don't understand that, and people have pain. We get that, but, but uh, the, how many just want to give the devil nothing to hang on to in your life? Yeah. Amen. Jeremiah 3.14, <clears throat> return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I'm married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I'll bring you to Zion. Now watch this. I want you to see this. I want you to see that you're in verse 15. This is prophetic. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with the knowledge and understanding. Then it shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, says the Lord, that they will say no more the ark of the Lord or the ark of the covenant of the Lord. In fact, it shall not even come to mind, nor shall they even remember it, nor shall they even visit it, nor shall it even be made anymore. I want to talk to you about five-star ministers tonight that God wants to raise up five-star leaders here this evening. You can be seated in God's presence. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I really have one major point to make tonight, and then we're just going to take a little time to consecrate ourselves to the Lord here. I believe that God has done some great things. This has been my favorite chapel all year long so far. I've I've loved this. Love what God is doing here. So if, if you're, how many of you are familiar with a five-star rating when it comes to high school athletes? The NFL, if many of you are not, the NFL has a rating system when it looks at possible recruits from high school athletics, especially for, for uh, I mean, college football for uh, football. And then the NFL will track that rating. And it, it's a five-star, so there's a, a rating of one star, two stars, three stars, four stars, and five stars. A one-star recruit is sometimes they're overmatched against their peers, and these recruits have several areas of development, but the potential to compete at the college level is there. They could become reliable starters. That's a one- or two-star high school athlete. A three-star athlete is a student athlete who shows dominance on the field and will be an impact player. 
They have a few areas of development and might not always be consistent, especially when competing against other top players. <clears throat> a four-star recruit is a prospect that has an excellent knowledge of the game and ability, and they will most likely start their freshman year in college and are the best player on their club or high school team. But a five-star recruit, a five-star recruit is what I'm going to talk about tonight. A five-star recruit, these are the best players in the country, generally among the nation's top prospects. They have outstanding athleticism and ability far beyond their peers. College coaches evaluate them more than just their athleticism, but their academics. They also pay attention to their character and coachability. Demonstrating your coachability to college coaches can set yourself apart from other recruits. In the NFL, athletes that were recruited in high school as five-star were, if you recognize any players in football, Adrian Peterson, Cam Newton, Tyrone Smith, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Matthew Stafford, Greg Olson, Deshaun Jackson. When you become a five-star athlete, in essence, the football team knows that the moment you step on the field, you make an impact. If a college coach can find a five-star athlete, they know with confidence as soon as the first time you suit up and you step into the locker room or you step onto the field or you step into the, the, the huddle or the meetings, immediately they say, this person is going to change this team. I checked it out today. Currently, there are only 35 five-star athletes in the United States of America. So you know that these are people that college coaches are definitely tracking. These are young men and women who've made a commitment to not only the sport, but the growth of their ability and their coachability and their discipline, their entire life. These are rare, somebody say rare. These are rare people. And I can assure you in life, any business owner who can find someone who has the ability to impact their organization the first day they walk in the room, that's somebody that leaders are looking for. But let me bring it down to where we're at today. This is the intention of Faith Bible College International. You may not have come in as a one-star, two-star, three-star, four-star, or five-star. But by the grace of God, I believe on a spiritual level, God wants us to graduate, not one, not two, not three, not four. He wants five-star leaders coming out of Faith Bible College that the first day you walk onto the field of ministry, devils start running. Jesus is exalted, and the mended, mending ministry begins right here, right then. In fact, we've stayed at a few different hotels over the years, and I've found that sometimes the more expensive hotels have less comfortable pillows. <laughs> then I found out you're not paying more money for the mattress, you're paying for the service. <laughs> and what we need in North America and in ministry today is not more comfortable pews, 
but we need some better service. <laughs> we need some better servants. We need some better anointing. We need some better ministry. We need to begin to preach a gospel that says you may have come in one way, but when you God gets done with you, you're going to walk out another way. Amen. You may have walked in addicted, but you can walk out free. You may have walked in depressed, but you can walk out joyful. You may have walked in religious, but you can get free from that too. In the name of Jesus, we want ministry that makes an impact. And I do not want you to go through all that you've gone through in your past and your discipline yourself in this present moment and graduate one star, two star. We don't, want, we don't have time. Jesus is coming soon. We need you to get into the field. We need you to get serious. We need you to live holy. We need you to get in the word and say, I'm not here to get a position and I'm not here to get a check. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make the devil pay for everything he's been trying to do. And when Jeremiah is ministering, you will recognize that he's ministering in the Old Testament. At the time, they still go to the tabernacle. At the time, they still on Yom Kippur send the high priest in to the holiest of holies to have an encounter with God once a year. The ark is there. You know the ark, it's got the seat, Jesus, I mean God sits on the mercy seat. But you know that some years later, Jesus is going to die on the cross. The veil is going to be torn, and God's going to get off the mercy seat, and he's going to begin to bring mercy outside the temple and into the people. God is released from that place. And Jeremiah at that moment gets lifted. He, he is, as a prophet, lifted up to another realm. And he sees beyond tabernacle worship, and he sees to your day. And he, he's literally speaking of a post-Christ ministry. I believe he looked at freshmen and sophomores and juniors and seniors that would be sitting in these green seats here tonight. And God said, I'm going to appoint people who are going to minister and are going to be five-star leaders. I'm going to give you shepherds. I'm not going to give you debaters. I'm not going to give you haters. I'm not going to give you whiners. I'm not going to give you sitting on the sideline uh, 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 fans. I'm going to give you people that will feed you. I'm going to give people that will increase you. I'm going to give you people that will help you. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give you people that will not only feel what you feel, but will tell you there's help for your situation. I'm going to give you leaders. And he says, when I give you these five-star leaders, look what he says in the verses. He says in verse 16, you will be multiplied and increase in those days. I'm going to use you to represent me. God loves to work through representation. He says, that ark represents me. But there's coming a day that they won't talk about the ark because what the ark could do was limited to one room one time a year. But Johnny already said it. There's, 
a day that Jeremiah sees is that they will be not people in one room one time a year having a good service, but they will be people who will be able to travel all over the world and they will not do just what Jesus did, but Jesus said we will do greater things than Jesus did. And he says as good as the ark was, it doesn't compare to what the ministry is going to be. Hallelujah. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad that God has not gone to help us to try to repeat the past, but he's giving us greater as we come to the drawing of the return of Christ. He says in that ark, there is a ta there, there is the, the, the Aaron's rod. You remember? It was a dead stick that was left in the presence of God. And overnight, the dead stick began to blossom. I'm going to tell you, the ministry of five-star leaders are going to go all over the world and tell dead lives, you can come back to life. Dead marriages, you can come back to life. Dead organizations, you can, dead churches are going to come back to life. Dead marriages, come on, dead hopes, dead dreams can come back to life in the presence of the preached word of God. In that tabernacle was not only a dead stick that produced life, but it was a pot full of manna. It was daily bread. Hallelujah. God will provide. God will take care. You don't need to fear. You don't need to worry. If God takes care of the sparrows, and if God takes care of the lilies, how much more will he take care of his blood-bought children? That's our message. Then he said within that ark is not only the dead stick that produced life and a pot of manna that proved that you don't have to worry about anything. Thing, but there is the written law of God. All of it. Please let me say this to you. God help you if you preach some verses and not all the verses. May God cut your tongue out or make you sell cars. I don't know what he's got to do. Maybe he shouldn't be that violent, but whatever it takes. No, no, no. You know, what kind of preachers come out of Faith Bible College Internationals? International. We preach every scripture. Amen. From the cover to cover, from maps to maps, from where my mama gave me the Bible down to where I got a cook, 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 uh, the thing at the end. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? We preach every book. Genesis, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. We preach the easy stuff. We preach the tough stuff. We preach sin. We preach holiness. We preach heaven. We preach hell. There is one. You, you are either a man or a woman. Check your plumbing. We still preach that. There is an immorality that is godless before him. There is a judgment coming. There is a coming king. There is a baptism in the Holy Ghost. There is a virgin born savior. There is a church. Glorious bride that God is coming back for. We preach the whole thing. We preach giving. We preach receiving. We preach soul winning. Come on somebody. We preach to the hurting. We preach to the up. We preach to the rich. We preach to the poor. We preach this whole Bible and nothing but the Bible. That's what five-star leaders do. One-star leaders read the crowd and figure out what they can say. Five-star leaders read the Holy Ghost and find out what to say. Amen. <laughs> and you won't need the ark anymore. Wouldn't it be so cool if we had that? I mean, Indiana Jones would have been better off to find you. You have any idea what a holy, awesome privilege it is to take that mic and say, if I do it right, I can have more results than the ark did. 
they won't talk about the ark anymore. I love you guys. I could tell you some great stories from the past. But I wish some things would happen in your generation. They won't talk about the past anymore. I don't mean disrespect to the past. I, I believe what Sam Chan said to us was revelatory and necessary that we ought to honor everybody. And oh, it's, it's so good to study church history and revivals, but there is a segment of your generation that is creating doctrine based on what the church fathers wrote. We were never called to preach the church fathers. We were called to preach the Bible and the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk about the church fathers. Go somewhere else. We're not graduating one-star leaders who are puppets from the past. We're graduating five-star leaders who have a prophetic word for 2021. Speak the word of God and speak all of it. And let's stop, let's stop living off the shadow of the memories of things that happened in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I've not even got to your year of birth yet. Hallelujah. But we're not talking about the early 2000s. Let's talk about what God does on December 3rd, 2021 at Faith. Bible College International. Let's have God do something here that we begin to say, he's still alive. He's still alive. He still does what that Bible says he'd do. Let's preach this thing. Let's preach it in season and out of season. Preach it loud. Preach it soft. Preach it with intelligence. Preach it with a suit and tie. Preach it with steel toe boots. I don't care how you preach it, but just don't grab this mic and go through the motions. I love what Julia did tonight. I love what Brady did tonight. It was good. It was powerful. It was real. It was, it was mighty, but it was authoritative. Who are you to tell God that you can't do it? Come on, somebody. And how many know that God's got something better? Don't get distracted. I'm going to preach those two sermons and say, I thought of this. No, I'm not going to. Can I just give you another verse before we go? Sorry, I got way more excited than I thought I would. But how many believe that this Bible's real and we don't have time to play games? And they will remember the ark no more. Right now, you got to do it for a grade and get a good grade. But I'm doing it for the lost. I'm doing it for you. When you worship, don't just get up there and just be happy that everything went right. How many know worship did not all go right tonight? <laughs> thank you for those of you, thank you for those of you that are up here. I find it very entertaining. Johnny, Johnny restarted six times tonight. <laughs> I still don't know. Like whoever was running the words up there must have had a seizure. They're like. <laughs> Hey, is that Beth Churchill up there? Isn't it her birthday tonight? Whoa, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Beth Church Hill. Happy birthday to you.
am I going to do when I get to preach? What am I going to do? Open that Bible. Have some respect for the platform by living right and reading the Bible and have an anointing and be yourself. And just know the power is not in me. The power is in what I preach. Be yourself. Be dignified. Be undignified. I don't care. But the potential is greater than you ever imagined. Colossians 3. I'm way off track. Colossians chapter 3. And whatever. Somebody say whatever. Whatever you do in word or deed. Whatever. Somebody say whatever. Whatever you do. I'm going to teach you right now how to be a five-star leader. It's in Colossians 3. And it may not be what you thought. But it sure is relieving to me because this route is something we can all go. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Verse 23. And whatever, somebody say whatever. You know, some of you are here today because when you got saved, you said, Lord, whatever you want me to do. You know, Brady, if Gideon, Moses, and Jonah would have all just said whatever, but it was the exact opposite. They just said whatever it is. There's nothing I won't do. You know, it's very freeing when you say to God, I don't have to have my way. I'll do anything you want me to do. Whatever. Somebody say whatever. Do it heartily. That means with passion. Now, maybe you don't get loud like I get loud. That's okay, but you can still have passion in your heart. If you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to do it halfway, go somewhere else. That's one star. We're not graduating one stars. We're doing our best to graduate five stars. So that the moment, you don't even have to wait to leave. You can be five star in your freshman year. And make a difference. God help us to never leave a room the way we found it. And I don't mean like your dirty socks. And <laughs> I can tell you, I, we have kids. They never left the room the way they found it. Macy still never leaves the kitchen the way she found it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it heartily. If you're going to study for it, study for it. Do it heartily. As to the Lord, whoa, here it is, guys. This is how you become a five-star leader. It doesn't say you have to be tall. Thank the Lord. It doesn't say you got to be white or black. No, no, look, this is so simple. I think maybe you felt intimidated when I started talking about five-star. I could never do that. Oh, yeah, you can. And I'm telling you how. Whatever you do, do it with passion. As to the Lord and not to men. Ooh, this is where it is. Knowing that from the Lord, oh, go back to verse 23. I just wanted to squeeze that orange one more time. As to the Lord, I'll tell you, if you do whatever for people, you won't do it well and you won't do it long. 
whatever you do. You know, God works through representation. God never does come and look like God. I'm looking for God. Well, just get ready for it to not look like him. Right? He said to Saul, you've been persecuting me. Saul's like, when did I see you? Because God never comes looking like God. Matthew 25, when you feed the poor, when you, no, when you were clothing, you were doing that to me. And, and, and people will say at the judgment, we never saw you. That's because God never comes looking like he does. He comes looking like the poor and the hungry and the needy. God never comes looking like he does. Jesus. Jesus came in his own, accepted him not. Why? Because God never looks like God. In fact, God works. The tithe is a representation of all because once you count to 10, you can count to 4 billion. 10, count, 10 represents all. So when you give him the 10th, that represents the whole thing. God works by representation. Adam was your representative. For all in Adam have died. But the moment you come to Christ, Adam is no longer your representative. Jesus is. Jesus, God, God always has representation. I got several other scriptures I could go to, but you get it. Okay, because I'm almost past my 15 minutes. God knows my hat's right. Hat, whatever. Lord. Whatever you do as to the Lord, not to men. It, but, but when's the last time you fed God? When's the last time you welcomed God? When's the last time you prayed for God? You did it when you were doing it to the least of these. God rarely ever looks like God. In other words, see, I did all my shouting at the front end. You did too. In other words, go back to 23. You want me to get, you're pushing me. Musicians do that too. They get playing and get me to hurry up, but <laughs> I've overcome it. <laughs> it's a back, that's a back story. Maybe you've been looking for God and he looks like Lori. Do all that you do heartily as to the Lord, not to Lori. But maybe Lori is God. <laughs> she is to you if you wash dishes. She's your God. I saw, as he see, the other day she was pushing all your dirty dishes. Come on, people, clean your dishes up a little bit better. The poor girl's got the work job to do. Come on. Cece was taking the dishes to God <laughs> in Lori's body. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you, when you minister to the, to the hungry, you were ministering to God and it didn't even look like it. 
you were a five-star leader right. That's right. on that Saturday. Right. You don't even have a degree. Imagine what you'll do when you get a degree. <laughs> Hopefully more of the same. <laughs> when Cece washes those dishes, how many like clean dishes? I like clean spoons especially because that's where the sloppy stuff is on the spoons. Nobody worries about a knife and nothing sticks to the forks, but dirty spoons, that's of the devil. <laughs> but when CC washes those dishes as unto the Lord, you're a five-star leader. When you run a vacuum, when you play a drum, You have no idea. Five-star leadership is all over this place. But here's the beauty of it. Because trust me, God will test you because sometimes God looks like Bob. <laughs> and Barry. Barbara. <laughs> Verse 24. But watch this, guys. Watch this. Watch this. How many, turn to your neighbor and say, he is in the word. Come, come on, he is in the word. I mean, is he, not, is he not preaching off the screen? Watch this. God said, I will give you shepherds who will preach the word, who will bring life. And they will talk about the old days no more. They'll talk about the ark no more. And God says, whatever you're doing, do it with everything you've got knowing that you're doing it for him, even though you're doing it for men. And when you become a five-star leader, and only when you become a five-star leader, verse 24, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. I think somebody just needs to hear it again. It's in the Bible. What's in an, we talked about this the other night. A harvest is something you do. But an inheritance comes because of who you are. And when you become a servant, like Jesus was a servant, you become a five-star leader. And God says as a five-star leader matures, inheritance comes to mature people. Inheritance comes to mature people. And as you mature in your ability to serve, how's your serve? How's you serve? Chuck Swindoll wrote a book. How's you serve? When you do it unto the least of these, God says, you've done it unto me. When you change those nuclear diapers, COVID's got nothing on some of the crap babies put out, right? But when you're doing it to the least of these, you're doing it unto me. And when I realize that if I minister to you, I'm ministering to God, I do it with my, all my heart. And I don't look for you to reward me. I look for God to see that I'm growing up. Because you've got to be secure to serve. You become a five-star leader. That's it. How's your heart? Do you have a heart to serve? Jesus said, I have not come to be served. He took off. He took off. Whoop. 
he took off the, the coat. No, no, I'm going to use it. He took off the coat. He said, I did not come to be served. I came to serve. Didn't look like God. God's not looking for the most brilliant. He is looking for some good looking people and there's plenty here. Amen. <laughs> it's the first time you said amen all night long. <laughs> He's looking for servants. He ain't even looking for everybody to be 100% right in all their doctrine. Because I know some people that think they're 100% right and they don't serve anybody. And that's not Christ. I said, they will, you'll be known by the way you treat each other. A five-star leader looks for opportunities to take off the coat and serve. Please let some of this pressure be off of you. You know why I believe the Lord wants, and I just prayed and said, Lord, who do you want to preach on? And the Lord told me these two guys. But they both have a servant's heart. They have a servant's heart. That's all you got to have. And then God said, I'll take care of the inheritance. I'll keep giving you open doors. I'll keep giving you opportunities. If you just keep doing what I've given you to do, I'll give you more opportunity and more to do with it. Look at what God's doing for Evans. I love Evans. How many of you know that this place would not even be able to stand on its foundation if we had 100 Evans? God help the slab in this chapel if we had a hundred Evans. But go ahead and try. Bring back about 99 more of you. I think you're going (laughs) to. Like, what am I going to say? No? Uh, I would, but I love you. I love all you two, but. I love my bull. Stop. No, no. All this, all this getting car stuff for him, he didn't tell you that the first semester he was here, he was at my church running a broom. I ain't seen any of you do that. Don't talk to me. Why is he different? Because he's a five-star servant. I don't have that enough brooms, so y'all not coming down there to get brooms. Then, baby, you run a broom at your church. That's fine. But I'm just telling you, thank you for coming down here. But he would just go down there, and he'd walk down there and said, can I, can I wash something? You've seen him do it. Can I take the trash out? And the dogs one day attacked me. What's that? The dogs, they came attacking me one day. I was, I was walking. I was like, oh! <laughs> well, since I came here, one thing that I've done with passion, and I love my, uh, my, uh, my supervisor, Willie, is cleaning the men's bathroom. I've done it with passion. And you all know that since that day, I've never desired anything else, any other job other than cleaning the bathrooms. I love it. So God bless you so much. I love you, (laughs) guys. 
I have about a dozen inappropriate jokes to tell after that right there, but God is helping me grow up. <laughs> so I don't miss my inheritance, right? And, and there are many of you, Willie's got a servant's heart. Many of you have a servant's heart. And many of you, your servant's heart is growing. Even the least of these. Sir, let's stand. Let's stand. I'll I, I just take the keyboard, I guess. Whoever wants to play, I don't know who it is, but would you lift your hands to God and say, Lord, I'll just serve you. You make me the five-star leader. Come on, let's lift our hands to God and say, Lord, I want to be a five-star leader. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Faith Bible College International, please go to faithbci.org. And find out how you can enroll in our programs or partner with our mission. Again, thank you for listening to FBCI Podcast. Join us next time for more teaching and encouragement. Remember, you make a world of difference. 